0: That's classic. We bring you great laughs and a unique behind-the-scenes look at classic television shows and movies. I'm John Cato. I'm an actor, voiceover artist, and also bring you an amazing insight as a moderator with over 20 years' experience in the television industry. Okay, well, uh, today, uh, another great day on That's Classic, to say the least. Uh, we have none other than Michael uh, from the mother from the Waltons. I mean, come on. That's pretty pretty uh, incredible. So um, anyway, I, we're very excited and uh, uh, thank you for being here, Michael. Well, thank you for having me. Um, you, know, you know you're know, you old when you become a classic. <laughs> well, I like to look at that as a very positive. And thing. I
1: am, I'm old and I'm proud of it.
0: <laughs> I love it. Um, so anyway, yeah, I looked at, I, you know, I was looking through your career and your life and it, it's just fascinating. Um, I, I saw, first of all why don't we start at the at, you know kind of the beginning or whatever I saw that you grew up on a farm in Connecticut I, is that true
1: well in Wisconsin they call
0: it a hobby farm in oh it's in Wisconsin they called it a
1: gentleman's farm no it was in Connecticut but oh. you know it was a 21 acre farm so it's not considered a farm in real farmland but uh, it was 21 acres we had two barns and a shed we had uh show rabbits i milked three goats every morning and every night
0: oh my god and
1: um we had a cow one cow which we shared with uh, our next door neighbor the milk i mean she gave so much milk she was a jersey guernsey cow
0: wow
1: and um what do we have we had two pigs and and chickens
0: that was it. and two horses oh my gosh that's, that's really something yeah. and dogs yeah. and
1: cats and kids yeah
0: Okay, that's pretty amazing. I mean, obviously, we're talking about you know how you grew up, and then I'm thinking of the Waltons, and I'm like, could they have found a more perfect person with that kind of background? I mean, that's pretty. I acceptable.
1: did have that, and you know, being an, uh, you know young actors, my my first husband and I, I baked I baked bread and made pies, and you know, cooked for the family, took care of my kids, and so I had all that. And In fact, when we would go on tour. Peter, Peter Donat was my first husband and is the, the kids, my kid's dad. And we would go on tour for a summer and in, in Canada and I'd have the ringer washing machine and hang the clothes up on the line. So I had all of that was just part of my own brand.
0: Wow. That's really amazing. That is. Now I heard a story and I tell me this, is this true or not that you had uh-huh. actually stolen money from your dad, I guess, or something like that. There was some kind of lesson learned there. Is that true?
1: Yes, I used to go pilfer his pockets, Um, and he had a, he had an army belt, you know, he was in the army, so he had a canvas belt with that brass buckle, that was the bane of my existence, I was always terrified that that buckle was going to wake him up when I was stealing quarters or whatever, I was stealing from his pocket, but I got caught, I got busted, and uh, so that's what he made a chart. That I would have to pay him back and I'd get a penny for this and a nickel for that and a quarter for cleaning out the stalls or whatever. And that's how I paid back my debt that I stole from my dad, about
0: $10
1: in all. And
0: that was a lot of money back then.
1: Because I bought her a box of candy. It sure was. Yeah. And I was pretty good. Pretty good little thief.
0: Oh my gosh! That's, <laughs> but I'm that's... not.
1: I'm a very honest person now. I mean, I learned my lesson.
0: <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. Well, that's the beauty of that, without a doubt. So, do you think that that time had a direct reflection on your experience on the Waltons? Like, were you as an actor relate, you know, able to kind of call back on that?
1: Oh, absolutely. Uh, uh, you know, my mother was not really a homemaker. She grew up. She was an only child and grew up in Rome. And my father was also only traveled all over the world. He and his parents, so they were worldly, sophisticated people. And what they tried to give us was the childhood that they never had, which was this idyllic, wonderful childhood uh, in Connecticut on this, this lovely farm, been owned by horticulturists. So. We had a wildflower garden. We had peach trees and apricot trees and uh, grapes and all kinds of things growing. It was it was a wonderful childhood in that respect.
0: Yeah. Oh wow, that's that's pretty amazing, actually. So where where does the yeah. where does it segue where you you were like I want to be an actor?
1: Um, I had wanted to be a dancer, you know, as most young, most young boys want to be a fireman or a policeman, and most young girls want to be dancers or something, and yeah, so I used to yeah. take ballet lessons, and um, oh, it's so complicated, but uh, when I was 11, we moved to Europe. Mm-hmm. My father was working for the, um, the, the Secret Service at that time. I didn't know any of this, of course, I was just a kid, but we moved to Austria, we lived in Austria, and I got very depressed as a young, you know, 12-year-old, hormonal, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And the uh, the doc, the local doctor said she needs to be with kids like her who want to dance and are interested in the arts. So my parents sent me to a boarding school, and I won the drama cup. And the teacher said, you know, you're not a very good dancer. Why don't you consider becoming a special drama student? So, so that that was it.
0: Yeah. Wow. How how did you enjoy that time, by the way, being in uh, Europe, being at boarding school? I mean, uh, what affected that on your life?
1: Well, I loved being in Austria, but I wasn't happy with boarding school. I was so depressed as a kid anyway. And mm-hmm. um, there was no reason for it. I'm sure it was just hormones, you know. Um, but um, so I cried. I just cried the whole time. Hmm. And one of the teachers said one day, she said, "Michael, could you cry a bit more quietly, please?" (laughs) I was was so homesick. Austria was beautiful. It was a wonderful experience. Yeah, that part of it was. Boarding school was difficult, but I think it was because of where I was as a child. You know, I think today they would have gotten me therapy or probably put me on some kind of medication, Mm
0: -hmm. but in
1: those days, you didn't you didn't do that. So um, I was just a very emotional child.
0: Yeah, much different time. So so you, you, you leave uh, Austria. You, is that when you come back then and you start getting into acting or were you starting to get into projects more there?
1: Well, in the boarding school, which was primarily a dance school, but they also had a special drama mm-hmm. section and uh, I won the drama cup that year within the school it wasn't like a big deal. yeah 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 sure school but um and the teacher as I said didn't think I was really going to become a ballerina I was too clumsy and too tall and and so she can she said just you should specialize in the drama and that really was the beginning for me
0: wow and then so when do you come back to the to the states and and did you have primarily more of a theatrical career at that point then, or what? What was what was the impetus?
1: We came back to the states just before my fifteenth birthday, mm-hmm. and um, it was a huge adjustment because first of all, we were living in Austria. Secondly, I was going to school in England, and then we came back to the states. It was three big shifts for a teenager, basically. Big and. Um, big. I went back to school to um, I guess the ninth grade and then and then we moved to Washington I was in high school in Washington and by that time I was out of it I mean I I didn't know what anybody was any of the teachers were talking about I'd learned a language and I was I just was lost so my mother very sensibly I think sent me back to London to go back to this the day school It was the same school, but there was a boarding school and a day school, and so she sent me back to the day school, and that's I resumed uh, my acting lessons and then came back to the States. And when I was 17, I got married to Donat, who was the of my kids, and he was an actor, so the two of us were kind of young actors, um, earning $40 a week on Broadway, and that's how my career really started, was off-Broadway.
0: Did you, um, now I understand, uh, before the Waltons that it, it was kind of, uh, some tough times for you. Like that was like when that, when that actually came around that, that wasn't necessarily, you know, there was a, whatever, like more of a difficult financial time for you. It, it, um, what was going on then?
1: Well, I was going through a divorce from Peter and that was very tough emotionally for me. Mm-hmm. And I was drinking a little too much and, mm-hmm. um, but I I decided I had to come to LA and and learn the freeways at least so that I would I would I would not arrive at an audition a nervous wreck which is how I usually arrived at auditions anyway but mm-hmm. so I did come down I stayed at the Hollywood Land Motel it's no longer there for twelve dollars a night wow and um, you know I was scared to death but I knew I had to do something I had three kids and. Um, And I got the Walden's. I mean, it was, it's just one of those, God's hand was on my shoulder. Um, Yeah. I didn't think I was, they were looking for a woman, middle-aged woman with long red hair. And I had short, much shorter than it is now, blonde hair. And I was 32. And um, there was a woman who was, I never knew this. She never told me. I learned it after she had died. But uh, she used to come up to ACT, the American Conservatory Theater, which is where I was working. Uh, before the Waltons. And uh, she saw the shows there and she went to bat for me. And I learned years later from another doctor who was a mutual friend of ours. And he said, she wrestled Fred Silverman to the ground over you.
0: <laughs> oh my God! He was
1: then the president of CBS. Oh,
0: my God. oh very and, famous. Uh,
1: God bless her. She oh, went to bat for me. And because of her, I got the Waltons.
0: Wow. Now was that...
1: Was because of her. I didn't even audition that? actually. So you didn't? So I think she really... It was, she was my angel. Yeah, I've had some angels in my
0: life. Wait a minute. You, you did not audition even for it?
1: No, I did test. I screen tested. But um, I was on the Dinah Shore a year or so later. The Dinah Shore show. Do you remember mm-hmm. that? Sure, I do. And um, she showed sure I the do. clip. Because I thought, well, I must have some magic quality that I don't know about that the camera picks up or something. Because I didn't think it was a particularly good audition. Yeah, and sure enough, I was right. It wasn't a particularly good audition, <laughs> and I think it was not because of the audition that I got the show. It was because Ethel Wynton said, "This woman can, this girl can do it, this young woman can do it," and she fought for me. And I bless her to, the, to my dying day because it really turned my life around.
0: Oh, it changed everything. Yeah. So I mean, rich. literally. Yeah, yeah, that is history. Sure that is so. Were you uh, now? I know that in the original movie uh, for the Waltons, I know Patricia Neal played uh, Olivia. Was that um, w- you know? Was that kind of like for you? Look, seeing Patricia Neal was that like, wow, that's that's quite an honor to be playing like the role that she just played.
1: Oh, absolutely, and she was brilliant in the Homecoming, and I, she and I became very good friends, oh, mostly really? because she. Oh, wow. She went out of her way to befriend me. Um, I remember I was sitting in the Russian tea room in New York and, and she came over and to me, she was this huge movie star. I mean, oh, yeah. I was impressed by her and she was so gracious and so nice and we became very good friends. And a couple of years into the friendship, I said, you know, I'm so grateful that you turned that part down because it turned my life around. And she said, oh, but I didn't turn it down. They didn't offer it to me. No. Which really I thought what a woman to 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 have that kind of she wanted it but because she had had a stroke they were afraid that she wouldn't be able to handle carrying a series and and they were probably correct because it's it's long hours as you I'm sure you well know it's long grinding hours to do a series an hour series and um but she had never said a word until till I thanked her and then she said no I didn't turn it down they didn't ask me you know that voice of hers
0: oh the unique and, as um, they come
1: so I thank her too oh I mean, wow these, these women are fabulous women
0: yeah I mean really I mean that's that's incredible that's that's something else so you get the Waltons and uh obviously you're you're on how did you uh, did you become uh close with Ralph Waite on the show uh, off the show oh, we
1: were different we were, oh yeah, we were, we were lovers who never slept together. If you know what I mean, I mean yeah. we we never had an affair, but we loved each other deeply. And uh, I think that I don't think you can fake that kind of chemistry every week, you know, mm-hmm. unless it's really there. And the children as well. I mean, we we the kids we all had chemistry together. We loved each other, and that came across on the screen. I think. Oh yeah, and we yeah. still do.
0: So, so who are you still close with? All of,
1: them. all of them richard and i are very good friends and mary Mary mcdonough and judy and david and 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 eric and john all of them were all very very close i mean we're like a second family we really are you oh, can't spend I... all those hours together mm-hmm. uh, i couldn't anyway i remember once uh, ralph and i had, had a fight over something not a fight but you know an argument and um we had to shoot a scene together, and I—I I knocked on. I was crying, and I knocked on his dressing room door, and I said, "We have to make up because I can't shoot the single man at each other." Oh. And we did, of course. He just held oh. out his arms. He was a wonderful man.
0: Yeah. Now I—I I I heard, heard that he—he uh, he actually intervened uh, with you with uh, the—you the, know—you had mentioned the the, the drinking earlier. And I understand that he really did you quite the the favor. Like there was a, a moment on set or whatever yeah. where he literally said, "Hey."
1: Yeah, we used to go out uh, for lunch and have a few martinis, and um, you know, have our lunch and go back mm-hmm. a little bit ripped um, on the set. And he did one uh, once say, um, "I'm I'm going to a a twelve step program." Um, about my drinking, and I thought that, that was really great. He was doing that. And I encouraged him. I said, "I support you hundred percent." And he looked me in the eye and said, "And I think you should come too." Wow! I said, "Me? Not me." Wow. And um, so it, it, he he was the one who really cornered me about my drinking, which was, you know, most people don't have two martinis for lunch, you know, and then go back to work. I agree. Some do, but not most. <laughs>
0: right. No, that's impressive. And, uh, that, so that's I'm pretty very, impressive.
1: I haven't had a drop of booze for over fifty years.
0: Wow, wow, that's amazing. But talk about an ultimate gift that he gave you. Wow. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about the cast. Um, so, Will Gear, um, I, I was curious because I saw that he was <laughs> uh, he was close with Ellen Corby to the point that he went even went to like her house just uh, shortly before I think she had you know past or whatever. What, he found what, uh, her,
1: actually. He, 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 well, he found Ellen uh, when she had her stroke. Uh, she was late for work. And Ellen was a consummate professional. She mm-hmm. always knew her lines. She was never late. If anything, she'd be early. Um, and one day, she was late. And Will Gear went to her house and looked in a window and saw her lying on the floor next to the phone she had not been able to reach it, but she'd obviously been trying to reach the phone Mm -hmm. and uh, he really saved her. I think Um, she'd had the stroke and she was off the show for a while, obviously. And then I'm so grateful that they, uh, she wanted to come back and they said, okay. And she did. And she did a wonderful job. And it was very difficult for her because sometimes she would have, they would give her just a line like, um, I know, but she'd have to, she'd have to practice it. They'd have to write it out, I know, and she would have to, I know, that's how she, that's how she spoke at that time. I'm not, I'm not making fun of her, I'm just- this is Oh, I she, know that. It was hard for her, it was, it was a chore, but she loved acting and I thought she was almost better when she did, she, could, she was so expressive in her eyes and body even after she had her stroke if not more so than than before
0: had you been uh, uh quite familiar with her before uh the waltons i mean obviously she goes i mean she literally went all the way back to uh i want to say like the the early comedies i mean i think she was like a script uh a script supervisor, supervisor or something yeah. like
1: that yeah she was um yeah ellen was scrappy i mean she she was a little bit like grandma (laughs) but underneath the scrappiness was a real vulnerable heart you know Mm -hmm. um and she really knew the business but she never lorded it over anybody she never sort of made you feel oh well i I remember that you're not saying your line properly or anything like she was not at all like that something happened one day there was something she didn't like and she said it to the uh producers and For some reason, they were, I don't, I can't remember the, I don't even want to try to pretend I remember the details. That's okay. But she was terribly upset and she locked herself in her dressing room. And um, I finally, she would let, she finally let me come in and she had, the air conditioner had been on and she was absolutely freezing, her lips were blue. Mm. And I wrapped her in a blanket and I got the prop man to bring some whiskey and made her drink it. I mean, she wasn't a drinker, but I said, you got to swallow this right away. i really do think that 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 contributed to her, her she had the sh- stroke shortly after and i think that she was so upset that i think it had it may have had something to do with the stroke i don't know
0: we just don't know but what she it, did she was
1: come afraid. back on the set
0: i'm sorry i was just gonna say but but we we don't know for sure what upset her huh
1: I think it was something in the script that she didn't feel grandma would have said. She didn't mm-hmm. feel it was in character. And um, they were mostly very, very um, understanding the, the, the writers and the producers. If we said, you know, I just don't think Olivia would do that. Or I don't think grandma would do that um, or say that they, they usually were pretty good about going along with us. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess in this case, they just didn't agree with her. So she got pissed off, to put it yeah. bluntly. Yeah, yeah. She got pissed off and locked herself in her dressing room and wouldn't come out.
0: Wow. And wow. um Yeah. Well, I get you. you what know, We
1: actors were well, very emotional
0: people. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree. I have a bit of an acting <laughs> background, so I know exactly what you mean. Um I I also wanted to know, um, Richard Thomas obviously is iconic with the Waltons and he was already a, a I guess a star before the show even you know came into being what was that like for you uh to you know to be know that you're going to be working with a guy like this
1: well to me he was just a kid <laughs> you know a good actor <laughs> a kid I mean I, I they were all to me children and he's 12 he's only 12 years younger than I am but even so he he just seemed very young I thought he was very talented and um you know, he never drew his weight around in any way, but a, like a egotistical star. He's always very warm and uh, willing, and um, you know, if I was having trouble or something, we'd talk about it and negotiate. And it was it was it was a dream cast. It really was. And um, yeah. the the only thing that was wrong or hard about it for me was the hours are horrendous I mean you can you put in a 14-hour day and that's not necessarily a long day a 10-hour day is a short day a 12-hour day is you know the average and sometimes you you go even over that I once worked a 19-hour day
0: oh my gosh and
1: um, it's exhausting I often said I've often said that you know doing theater is like a racehorse running a race Mm-hmm. you're all hyped up and then you get to run the race from A to Z but in television it's more like a plow horse plowing a field it's a it's a grind you wade and then you do a little scene and then you wade and then you do a little scene and then it, it, it's, it's it's jerky television it's the little jerks of
0: moments of, of working so that was hard for me did you um in in regards to those longer hours uh is that part of the reason that you did leave the show
1: I, I just got tired of pouring coffee.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: They, they, they reached a point where they didn't, they really tried. They were heroic they put me through menopause. I had a miscarriage. They really did things <laughs> to, to try to give me something to act, you know, Yeah. but um, really they, they Earl said to me, he said, you know, we need you in the scene. We need your presence. They gave me a line because they wanted me in the scene. But coming from a record where I was playing Chekhov and Moliere and Shakespeare and, and Neil Simon and all these wonderful classical and today playwrights, it, it was sometimes hard for me to spend uh, ten hours saying more coffee, John. You know.
0: Yeah, um, I get it. I get I was it.
1: Grateful. For, I, I was never not grateful for the for the money and for the job.
0: You know, sure. my
1: kids through school and. Braces and all of that, and uh, and it gave me a second family. So I, I've never been ungrateful, but sometimes it was a little tough.
0: Yeah. What about uh, What about Earl Hamner? Uh, what was your relationship with him?
1: He was a true Southern gentleman, <laughs> and I mean gentleman. And there were times I think when I would. Be a little arrogant about a script. You get a script in the morning, and you'd start shooting it that afternoon. A new script. Um, you'd finish one show in the morning, and you'd be reading script at lunch for the next show. So mo- things moved fast, and there were times when I just, I just felt that this is not something this woman would do. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I, I I would have a problem with it, and. Earl would usually really try to see our point of view, mm-hmm. but sometimes I think it was really hard on him because he's a writer and it was his show and he was writing about people he knew and mm-hmm. I was playing his mother. Yes. Yeah. So um, I think we were hard on him at times. I'm glad yeah. uh, he he somehow managed to be heroic enough to put up with us and and we were always friends, dear friends.
0: Oh, that's that's.
1: Hellen, uh, Ellen's ashes together in, in the uh, Hollywood cemetery. So, you know, he was always there and we were always close, but we, oh. we gave him a run for his money sometimes. Poor guy.
0: <laughs> wow. That's, that's wild. So you, you and uh, you and Earl actually uh, poured the ashes at Hollywood uh, cemetery. Of, or, well, and no? she
1: was in an urn. Oh, she's, in the urn. She's, there. she's in a vault
0: there. Oh wow!
1: And it was very moving. The two of us together. Hmm. He put some some parts of the script in with her, and I had
0: flowers, and you know, it was
1: a very moving little personal ceremony.
0: Wow, wow! Did the the uh, the dinner scenes? Uh, you know, are kind of iconic with the Waltons. Being around oh, the dinner their table. Dinner
1: scenes. Oh my god! <laughs> we hated those dinner scenes. <laughs> but they were. But they were. They took forever, and you know the men mashed potatoes would get scraped off the bowl and into the onto the plates and then it gets scraped back into the bowl (laughs) and then back on you'll notice in how many years was I in it Eight, I guess I never once ate
0: oh funny
1: I pushed food around on the plate I never ate because it was a challenge wow but you know they they had all of us they, they would do a you know a long shot then they'd do a medium shot then they'd start doing over the shoulders and then they would do close-ups and so one dinner scene could take a good 10 or 12 hours and it, it got pretty tedious after a while
0: oh my gosh that but is it came wild.
1: across beautifully I mean they were great fun when you see it on the on the you know on the show when it was finished but shooting it was not was not always fun
0: I got you. I got you. Um, I had Judy, uh, Judy Norton on the show and uh, which she was fantastic. Terrific. I can't say enough. Um, and she spoke very highly of you as well. Um, did you, did, you know, just as with John boy, did you feel like a, a special connection to her? Obviously being like, you know, the, the, the oldest, uh, you know, uh, younger woman on the show.
1: I felt a connection to all of them really, each one in a different way. Um, David was kind of quiet and shy and, and always very sweet. And Eric was kind of feisty. And if, if I was blaming or whatever, Eric would make you laugh. Um, Mary was the sweet one who, who was always kind of making peace with everybody. And Judy was, um, Judy was, sensible john was easygoing playing his guitar and singing they were fabulous and are today fabulous people not not one of them is a loser they're all winners aren't (laughs) you know thank god that does say
0: a lot ralph
1: and i didn't do too badly
0: (laughs) no i think you did pretty darn good um the other thing too is the uh you know it was in uh virginia i believe is where the the it's supposed to take place did you ever go there yes
1: i did uh, I've been to the Hamner house, the real house, the original house, which has been rebuilt by, uh, there's a woman named Carol Johnson who's kind of really brought this whole thing back. I think it's Skyler,
0: uh, oh, Skyler. Uh, Virginia, okay.
1: and they, they still visit the house there. And, you know, when you think that it was over 40 years ago that the show was on the air, that's, that's pretty amazing that people are still watching it and still uh, making a pilgrimage to the house yeah,
0: yeah. It, the following is as strong as ever actually uh, i have to i have to say um what about uh you think so i do i do i can tell you just from my small you know uh followers and everything else they 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 love they truly love the oh, wall
1: that, that makes me feel so
0: good well um, it i went to bangladesh once bangladesh save
1: the children mm-hmm. bangladesh and they knew who i was wow in bangladesh and i was taken aback because i thought bangladesh (laughs) um but it's a family show and families it's a every everybody has a family or or some don't i went to a a hospital and this guy wouldn't talk to me this young guy who had been in vietnam and um didn't want to, this blonde, so I left, and the nurse came right, back. he's crying, he didn't know who you were, and when I told him who you were, he started crying, oh and um, I got emotional, when I think about it, he was so sincere, it was from his heart, he said, I watched your show, and it gave me, it gave me a childhood I never had.
0: That's very humbling, yeah, wow, what a, what a wonderful yeah. moment, especially as an actor, yeah. as a human, I mean, That's that's pretty amazing. Yeah, did did, um, the other one that I was curious about is Will Gear was was uh, well known for his uh, and Pardon me if I'm getting it wrong, but I think it was called like the his company or his theater was called like Theatrical Botanicum or something like that. Did did you ever perform Theatrical Botanicum? It was okay. Good. I'm sorry. Did you ever perform Theatrical? You
1: know, I think I did, but I can't remember in what. I think it was more of a. Honestly, I can't remember, but I went and saw shows there because I knew Ellen and Will before the Waltons, from uh, they were in the APA uh, Repertory Company. I did a reading there, some kind of a pageant kind of reading. Yeah, I think so. Yeah.
0: Wow! Fantastic. I'm not sure, um, but I think so. Did you? By the way, you know it's so funny we talked about the Waltons, and it 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 was a huge success by all means, and it was it was great. But did you expect it to be a success? Did you, did, when you auditioned for it, were you like, oh, I, I bet you this thing's gonna take off? Or were, were you expecting, nah.
1: Well, I thought the name was stupid. <laughs> the Waltons, I mean, we, we made fun of the name, the Waltons. <laughs> <Man>. No, Ralph <laughs> and I didn't think for one second it was gonna go for more than a week. And I, I thought, well, this I, I had done a lot of Canadian television. I lived in Toronto mm-hmm. for years. And um, I I had done nothing in the United States, so I thought, well, this will be great. I, I'll be able to put television on my resume. But I never thought I'd be with it for eight years. Never, never, never. I oh never thought God. it would go.
0: Yeah. And so I was back
1: occasionally. My husband will catch a show. Uh, I think it's running on. I don't know if it's still running on Hallmark, but it's on some one of the uh, networks. And I think, my God, that. That wasn't a bad show. It was yeah. pretty good. You no,
0: know? it was a very good show. Did was there were by the way, were was there an episode that for you kind of stands out that you were like that was always one of my favorites?
1: Well, yes, the anniversary. For some reason, because it showed the love Ralph and I had really had for each other, I think that was my favorite to do. I enjoyed shooting it too. I enjoyed. I loved working with Ralph. He made a little something funny to do. You know, mm-hmm. they really did. the writers have to be applauded. They really went out of their way to try to keep Miss Learned happy, mm-hmm. because you know, I I uh, I just dreaded the days when all I did was stand at the ironing board and say, and then what happened? Those those days were, went on forever for me. But so they they really worked hard to try to give Olivia something interesting to do. Yeah, basically. A good, a good woman who's a housekeeper and a mother—they're not considered very interesting people. But
0: screen the screen just froze for a second. It's okay. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I just got you back. Oh, it's not your fault. It's the way. It's the way of the world. Welcome to tech. Well, um, you're still,
1: you're still very, very here. And okay. Very attractive. Yeah, <laughs>
0: very. That so your pipe and smoke it. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, um, so a couple other things. So so the Waltons ends and, you know, you go on and you do, uh, I, was, was it nurse? Was that what the? Uh... Nurse. Right. Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. Nurse was tough. Nurse was tough. Long hours shooting in a hospital, which wasn't a studio. So there were no movable walls or anything. So the lighting took forever. The producer actually came to me, Robert Holmey, came to me and said, uh, uh, the, and the writing They were writing, L.A. writers were writing for New York, no locks on the doors. Um, So it was a constant struggle, and and Robert Reed was having his own issues um, with the writing, mostly. We were constantly sort of rewriting on the set as we went along, and it was very stressful. And and it's too bad, because it was, some of the scripts were really, they got New York writers eventually, the... um, the producer said, if you want New York writers, you're going to have to walk off the set. I did it at the urging of my own producer. So uh, it was not a happy experience. So you <laughs> when the New York writers who knew what they were writing for, or, or really some of them were pretty good.
0: Oh my gosh, I can't believe that. So you're you're, you're on Nurse and the producers tell you, you're going to need to walk off in order to get New York writers. You walk off and then that puts the kibosh on you for 10 years working in the business. And cut you and off. He
1: went to Hungary. He left the country and went to Hungary and I was left holding the bag. So yeah, that's what happened. And luckily and no, now I'm, I'm working again, but for 10 years, I didn't get a job. I wouldn't want to, I, I don't want to go back there.
0: No, No, I am no.
1: working again now.
0: Yeah. You've got your new, the the latest I heard, the, the Ryan Murphy film, uh, Monster, the Jeffrey Dahmer story. You're playing the mom. I play the grandmother. Grandmother. No more grandmother. moms
1: Sorry. for me, I'm too old. Yeah. <laughs> but thank you. My um, pleasure. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I play his grandmother, who was really basically a Midwestern woman who didn't seem to understand, didn't seem to know that he was cutting up body parts in her basement. How you oh. could not know that is beyond me, but the Niles powerful mechanism, I guess. Mm-hmm. And um, that was a nice shoot. I enjoyed it, even though it was such a grisly kind of, fit. hats off to Ryan Murphy. I love everything he's ever done.
0: Yeah. Well, he picked the right, he picked the right woman to play the role. That's, that's fantastic. That really is. Was, um, and then the time, the, the, uh, the time, by the way, just between, um nurse and and that time i noticed that you were you did a lot of soap work as well is that right I did a little bit I, a little I bit say a lot well not a lot really I, I noticed uh, that you were you on know, it I, I, yeah i did the young and the restless
1: i think and there was another one i did and i can't think of the name of it but um yeah those people god did they work hard um i i played a judge in one of them i can't remember which one but i had to have the script next to me i i couldn't memorize and they were very kind to me. You know, yeah. I, I felt very welcomed. I didn't feel like a stranger, you know. They were very nice.
0: Yeah, I always laughed when, uh, I, w- when I was acting. I remember people that do not understand the business would say, well, why don't you just go do a soap? Like, that was like nothing. And that's extremely hard work. I'm with you. To have to memorize. Oh, the they work harder than that anybody. Fast. They do, and they're good. Yeah, you're
1: so right. They work yeah. harder than anybody, I think.
0: I think so, too. Well, listen, I don't want to take up any more of your time. You've been absolutely fantastic, but I always do this on every show. I like to offer the person an opportunity to whether it be to tell the fans, whether it be to just uh, let us know. Are there any special causes that you're involved in that you would like to um, share with, uh, you know, with people? Is there anything that is near and dear to your heart that you kind of, you know, want to let them know about?
1: Well, for years, I I worked with Save the Children. I think it's a wonderful organization, and uh, I contributed to it when I wasn't making any money. Mm -hmm. They actually helped the people help themselves, and it's a wonderful organization.
0: Well, great. Well, listen, thanks like a bunch for being on the show. I mean, I really, I think that the fans- (laughs) thanks for
1: making it fun.
0: Oh my gosh. It's been a pleasure. And uh, yeah, I, I really appreciate all your input and, and, and insight. And it, I love how thankful you are for everything that, you know, you've had. And um, anyway, just thank, thanks a bunch. I, I, uh, I really appreciate it.
1: You made it easy. Thank you. <laughs> okay.
0: All right. Bye-bye. Follow us on Spotify and iTunes and leave us a review. Thank you so much.